You're listening to a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. We hope you'll find it to be spiritually edifying. Let us open Holy Scripture and read God's Word in the New Testament in the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 through 17. And the text for the sermon is in the Scripture reading, the verses 9 through 14. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally He said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? who cry out to him day and night, will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. People were also bringing babies to Jesus to have him touch them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, as it is known. And we already know before it begins what it's supposed to be about. We can read it in verse 9. The Lord Jesus told this parable to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else. So that's a pretty clear introduction to this parable of the Lord. 
we know whom Jesus intended this one for. We know what the Lord Jesus intended to do with the parable. At the end of the parable, the Lord Jesus also says something, just in case we missed it before the parable. Jesus says in verse 14, Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. But the Lord Jesus still thought to tell this story to create a parable to make the point. The Lord didn't just say, well, now all the self-righteous people should, should stop that, should, should stop trusting in themselves, and should stop looking down on everyone else. The Lord Jesus didn't just say, now all the people who exalt themselves will be, will be humbled and all the humble will be exalted. The Lord Jesus put, put a parable between that, between verse 9 and, and verse 14, to take us from verse 9 to verse 14, to, to take us along through this, through this parable, so that the principle, the thing which Jesus wants to teach and impress will, will hit us perhaps a little harder and will stick hopefully a little better. And as with other parables of the Lord Jesus, there is a little bit in this parable the, the element of surprise. The parable sort of catches the listeners where probably they were not expecting to be caught. There is a little bit then mystery attached to the parable and, and how it works. Now, before we get to the parable itself, it is worth, to, worth noticing uh, the immediate context uh, around the parable, and before it and after it. There is something before the parable and something after it, which we read, which also helps to shine some light on what the Lord is doing with the parable. Before this particular parable, there is that other parable of the helpless widow seeking justice from the unjust judge. And that, that persistent widow with her persistent complaint turns out to be a sort of model for God's elect, for God's people. The intent there is God's people must be, must be like that widow. Pray without ceasing. Keep seeking Vindication from the Lord, like the widow. And then after the parable that we will look at, after the parable we read that incident of children coming to the Lord Jesus and then the disciples forbidding and then Jesus says, no, let, let the children come. And then that, that section ends with, truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will not enter it at all. Be like a child. Be like a widow. Be like a child. Widows and children, those are, we would say, those are the vulnerable members of a nation, of a people. Not usually held out as the strong ones, as examples, as models, 
not usually regarded as, as the ones to be like. But the Lord Jesus puts them out like that. Pray like the widow. That's how to get vindication. That's how to get to the victory of God's kingdom over the kingdom of darkness. Receive the kingdom like a child. That's the way to get the kingdom at all. That's the way to come to glory. And of course, we don't, we don't naturally like to think in those terms. We, we wouldn't have come up with that. Our Savior did. The Lord did. Like the widow. Like a little child. So those two passages on either side of the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector also help tell us something about the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. The indications from before and after the text also tell us Jesus is busy with the theme of humbling oneself. A Pharisee and a tax collector... The Lord Jesus used two persons or two types of persons who were readily identifiable in Israel. Both the Pharisee and the tax collector, even without a name, but those kinds of people in Israel, both had a very well-settled reputation. Not every parable of the Lord Jesus has that specifying element, but this one does. It's the kind of parable that people would hear and immediately they would say, well, I know a Pharisee. I know a Pharisee. And I, I know what a Pharisee is like. And, and I know a tax collector too. And, and I know what a tax collector is like. In fact, some of each Pharisee tax collector may have been listening to this parable. We read Jesus was telling this parable to some people who trusted in their own righteousness, and the parable tells us then that Pharisees fit that category. So a parable with readily identifiable characters, a Pharisee and a tax collector, each with a reputation among God's people in Israel, reputations on opposite sides of the religious spectrum, on opposite sides from each other. One of these had a reputation way up here, and the other had a reputation way down there. People would have known right away what Pharisee meant when Jesus mentions Pharisee in the parable. And people would have known right away what tax collector meant when Jesus says tax collector in the parable. Now, when we listen to this parable today, we have our time-conditioned idea of the reputation of a Pharisee and the reputation of a tax collector, which isn't actually so, so very helpful to get the idea of the parable. We have by now, most likely, a preconceived notion which, which tends to set us against the Pharisee right away. And, and our tendency is to be more inclined towards the tax collector. He's kind of the underdog. And that's, that's understandable. We, we are conditioned through hearing and reading the gospel of Jesus Christ through many years. 
The Pharisees, they opposed Jesus, our Savior. And Jesus spoke hard and cutting words against them lots of times. And, and, and well, we, we take Jesus' side. While the tax collectors, they sought out Jesus. They, they came to Him and, and Jesus spoke kind and gracious words to them. He, he included them in the kingdom of God. See, we know how the parable ends. So when we listen, our tendency is to put the Pharisees down over there and we put the tax collectors up over here, which is quite the opposite, really, of the idea that people there and then would have had of Pharisees and tax collectors. And we we need to be aware of that. And we must try still to let the text speak in its time so that we get it right. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and was praying this, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, the unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes a tenth of all that I get. The Lord Jesus has the Pharisee praying a pretty interesting prayer. And we, we maybe tend right away to call it arrogant and, and hypocrisy or some other negative thing. But actually the prayer itself isn't, isn't obviously hypocrisy. It begins with, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. The Pharisee seems like he he acknowledges God as the source of what he is and what he does. And then the prayer reflects fairly accurately what was reality. On the one hand, he pretty much says, Lord, I thank you that I am not worse. I'm not like a thief. I'm not an unjust person, I'm not an adulterer, or even like this tax collector. God, I thank you that I'm I'm not worse. Something to be thankful for. On the other hand, he prays that that he can actually do more than what what was necessary. God, I thank you that I can do better. I fast twice a week. The law commanded once per year. I pay a tenth of all that I get. The law prescribes tithes on on just the agricultural produce, but not, not beyond that. The Pharisee does better than average. God, I, I thank you that I'm not worse than others and, and that I can do better than most. Now, the Lord Jesus is not, hopefully that's obvious, the Lord Jesus is not teaching us about prayer here. What he is doing is putting in this prayer, in the mouth of the Pharisee, the prevailing opinion about Pharisees at that time. Those listening to Jesus would say, that's right. That's right. That, that's the Pharisees. That, that's how we know the Pharisees, just like that. They, they are not like the sinners. They do go over and above the call of duty. Outstanding people, those Pharisees, right with God for sure. 
God's gift to Israel. Those who hold to standards which others would like to reach. To be like the Pharisees, that was not a bad thing in Israel. It was a good thing. What this means is that this part of the parable does not obviously let on how the parable will end. We know the ending of the parable. and We have our ideas about the Pharisees, but those listening to the Lord would not have said, well, there it is. We, we already know where the Pharisee will, will end up at the end of this story. Of course, he'll be at the bottom of the pile. They, they would not have heard the parable like that. Jesus threw these words in the Pharisee's mouth in the parable. Jesus is just confirming the good opinion of the Pharisees which the people had. So the prayer of the Pharisee in the parable doesn't obviously doom him. Now the tax collector. He is, in the words of the hymn, a self-confessed wretch, a wretch like me. Outwardly, inwardly, he knows. He knows he's at the bottom. He stood a distance away like people would expect. Wasn't willing to even lift up his eyes to heaven. Was, was beating his breast in misery. And the people listening to the Lord would be nodding along. Oh, that, that's what it is. That's, that's how it is. He, he is a wretch. And he said, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. And that's what the people would expect from the tax collector. This, this prayer supports the people's opinion of the tax collector. No, no one wanted to be in the tax collector's shoes. This is a pretty good prayer under the circumstances. He was a tax collector, a despised, lawful thief. He needs some serious mercy after some serious humbling. So the, the two men in two different opposite places in life in Israel and in the temple of God, a Pharisee and a tax collector and two prayers carefully constructed by the Lord Jesus to match each one's circumstances as the people would expect from each one. God, I give thanks to you, says the Pharisee. And the tax collector says, God, be merciful to me, as it should be, think the people who are listening. That's, that's how God would see the Pharisee. That's how God would see the tax collector. But then, then comes the catch, the, the part that catches the listeners. We can't so quickly walk away with our conclusions about what God thinks. The Lord Jesus catches us before we walk away with, with tidy conclusions about people. I tell you, says Jesus about the tax collector, I tell you, this man went to his house justified, right with God, rather than the other. The tax collector and not the Pharisee. Oh, only one of these went home 
right with God. And it's not the one we would have chosen if we had to choose. Maybe we wonder, well, why do we have to choose? Why not then at least both go home just with God, according to each one's circumstances? Why do we have to choose? Why the one rather than the other one? We could have walked away after verse 13 without too much difficulty. Everything according to expectation. The Pharisee is like this before God, and tax collector is like this before God. But now the Lord Jesus makes it difficult. This one is justified, and not that one. So what's wrong with the Pharisee? We, we didn't readily hear anything so terribly wrong in what, what he said. At least the listeners wouldn't have heard much wrong in what the Pharisees said. The Lord Jesus tells us at the end in verse 14, he was not humble. The tax collector was. And maybe we say, well, the Pharisee said, thank you to God. In fact, he started out with that, thank you, Lord. But he was not humble before God. And there we come to the heart of the matter, the crux of the parable. What does the Pharisee really say? God, I give thanks to you that I am not like other men, swindlers, the unjust, the adulterers, or even like the tax collectors. It's true, but what does it, what does it also mean? God, I thank you that I am what other people, these other people that I've mentioned, what they should be like. I am not like others. Others should be like me. And then he goes beyond that. He says, I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. What does that mean? Oh, God, I thank you that I am what other people should like to be. So not only others should be like me, but actually others should be, should want to be like me. The Pharisee is not humble. And then the most remarkable thing of the parable is this. Jesus is basically saying, you know, the one thing that the Pharisee is missing, the one thing is humility like the tax collector. The, the one thing that the Pharisee missed is that he was not like this tax collector. Isn't, isn't that something, to be like this tax collector? That's the very thing the Pharisee said he was happy not to be. I thank you that I'm not like others, and especially, Lord, like, like this tax collector. But you must be like the tax collector, says Jesus. Humble like the tax collector. So really, the moment the Pharisee opened his mouth, he, he got it wrong. I'm not like others. But you must be like the tax collector. That's, that's the scandal of Jesus' parable. And it sits very nicely in the context of the widow and the little child. Be like the widow. Be like the children. 
Yeah, and be like the tax collector. Lord Jesus is teaching the good news, and it is beautiful. Because what does it mean? It means the kingdom of God is in reach for everyone and anyone, and, and you and me. No, you do not have to be like the religious elite to enter the kingdom of heaven, to be right with God. You do not have to measure up to the Pharisee to enter the kingdom. No, like this tax collector, you enter in. No, you do not have to be strong and well-positioned and well-connected. No, like a helpless widow, you enter You don't have to jump through all the hoops of sophistication and complexity of adult intelligence and maturity to receive the kingdom. Like a child, you receive the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is in reach for all and any. And the widow and the tax collector and the little child, all with empty hands, will show the way. Pharisee and the tax collector went up into the temple to pray, and there in the temple is the altar. The altar with its sacrifice pointed to the Lord Jesus and His work. What does the Pharisee do at the temple with the altar? Pretty much blocks off the view. He says, he says, people should be like me. People should want to be like me. True Christians should be like us. And so the Pharisee sets himself up where people cannot reach God anymore. And people can't see the altar anymore. No, but we want the altar. We we want to see Jesus bring us to Jesus. And the Pharisee says, no, just, just be like me. Which is a tragedy and which is robbery worse than tax collecting. It's unnecessary for people in the covenant of grace. The tax collector stands far away. What does he see? He sees the altar from afar. He appeals to the altar. He sees only the altar. Because when he says, in Jesus' parable, when he says, God be merciful to me, the sinner, he's really making an appeal to the altar. Which isn't so clear in the translation. He's basically saying... Make atonement for me. Make propitiation for me. That is, make provision for my sin. He stands far away, but he sees the altar up close. He embraces the altar. He sees Jesus. Pride hides the altar. The Pharisee does that. Pride hides Christ from others. Humility sees the altar, even from afar. Tax collector sees with focus. Humility sees Jesus and lets others see Jesus and brings others to Him. Pride robs self and others of peace. Humility goes home in peace, right with God. Peace comes to the vindicated Widow, peace comes to the justified tax collector. Peace comes to the open-armed children. For God's kingdom is for such as these. In reach for all 
for each, for us, here in the gospel, here where Jesus is and his altar, the cross, in the good news for empty hands. Believe only. Gaze upon the altar. See Jesus come to him and go home in peace with a kingdom. Amen. This has been a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.langleycanrc.org.